This is Ken Root along with Bob Urban, and we are live right here, right now, at Murray Bait and Tackle on the south end of Guttenberg on Highway 52 under the big walleye. A busy time. Your shop is even more full, Bob, than it normally is. It is. We've got uh, three pallets in yesterday of ice fishing stuff. Uh, we noticed that the walleye guys are kind of getting back out today. Weather is awesome. It's going to be good for the Thanksgiving Day weekend. Uh, we are closed tomorrow, Thanksgiving, but we're looking forward to the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You uh, said three pallets. Wow, that's quite a lot of stuff. Where are you going to put it? Yeah, we've got uh, the back canopy uh, patio section of Beth's uh, section that she gave us this winter. We're setting them up with tents. Uh, Larry's getting them put together for us. Got a lot of combos in, gloves, stocking caps, uh, Vexlars, flashers. That's yes. awesome. That's the good stuff that came in uh, that we couldn't get in last year. So we're sitting really heavy on a lot of that stuff. This will be a good weekend for people to come and look at it. The Vexlar, that is a depth finder that goes down into the hole uh, next to or wh where you're fishing. We've got a report a little later on from Bob Burris, who's an ice fisherman, who will be able to tell us how his works and and how magical it appears to a lot of people. Yeah, Vexlar is kind of that generic term. They were the first one out with it or the first decent company out with it. And it would be considered like the brand duct tape and duct tape um, kind of concept. So people refer to a flasher as a Vexlar. There are other brands out there, but geez, the Vexlars are hard to beat. And Bob will talk about that in his uh, little podcast section that he talks about ice fishing with today. Well, we also took a nice tour of the entirety of the shop, and we also got a chance to meet one of your employees, your Monday employee, and that's Dan Sawyer, and uh, a delightful man, and he knows this place. If you know it better than him, you know it real well. Yeah, between him and Benny, I think those two guys know the store really well, or where stuff is. And he knows you well. You guys go back a long way. Yeah, Dan was one of the first guys I looked to when we decided to purchase the store. Him and I were talking, and I think he talks about that in the podcast. But I've known Dan for quite a while with his brother-in-law and, and their fishing habit and how he gets around Iowa, some of the different places I like to fish too. So I didn't say we forgot about him at the store, but I did feel bad. Larry and I work a little bit more than Dan does, but he's going he's gonna to be working here over the holidays for us a lot. You'll be able to come up and see him. Um, hopefully for during the first ice fishing season where people are getting out. But awesome guy, knows the store, knows his stuff. Um, a little bit more quiet, reserved, but he's he's soaking all of it in here, loves hanging with the guys and learning a lot of stuff. Uh, I said to him, this place reminds me of a hardware store where you come in and you sort of know what you want, but you don't know it as well as the person who works there. And the person that works there can give you all the ins and outs, and then you can make a good decision on what you take home with you. I think that's exactly the concept if you go to a, the good old-fashioned hardware stores. I think it's very similar to something like that. Yeah, no, it's just a, it's a nice little area, and Dan does really good with guys with that. Well, you know, we've got lures with Larry, and uh, he's doing a good job with that. I'm not sure we shouldn't have demos with Dan, because he can walk around this place and pick up something and tell you, what it is, and then how to use it, and then you go, oh my gosh, that would save me some money. Like, we were looking at a pole that'll extend out to 15 feet that's got a little wire on the end of it, and I thought, what is this? And he said, well, and we'll, you'll hear it a little later on, you can retrieve your lures. And I said, how much is it? And he gave me the price, and he said, 
but you consider how much those lures cost, and especially if they're your favorite, it's going to be a good deal. So, yeah, I, I did listen to that, and you'll hear about it. He's exactly right. Those poles are forty nine ninety nine. If you're pulling double Rapala stick baits, like uh, Lures with Larry talked about last year, last week, and you're pulling 11s, they're nine ninety nine. That's twenty bucks right there. You're gone. So yeah, you can you can uh, use that to your advantage on some of those, and some guys do. But it's just a tool to have in the boat if you need if you got an expensive. Some of those bass guys are are casting uh, fifteen dollar crankbaits. Why not go get it back? Bob, depending on when people are hearing this, could be right in front of uh, Black Friday. Uh, I understand you've got a big sale going at that time. Tell me what you're calling it why people should come by. So we do this every year, Ken, since we bought the store. Um, and we used to do it uh, just for the locals in our wholesale business. But it's a Black Friday Thanks Jigging Day sale. <laughs> for for thanks, for thanks jigging, I guess, is what we call it. But Friday, Saturday, Sunday, every jig in the store will be on sale. Beth's also doing 65% on her stuff. She dropped that to close out for the end of the year. And then all of her greens, her wreaths, that kind of stuff is $5 off her wreaths and all that. So stop up, see us. Awesome weekend. We are closed tomorrow for Thanksgiving. Thanks Jigging Day sale is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll have a really good deal on Tungsten, Widowmaker. Um, any any jig in the store come in, we'll, we'll make you a deal on them. All right. Well, Bob, good to talk to you. And uh, we'll pick up a fishing report from you a little later on. Thanks, Kent. Well, we have an interview guest we want to talk to about what's coming up this winter and why men seem to love ice fishing. Uh, Bob Burris works in Dyersville, but he fishes about anywhere he can get a chance. Uh, Bob, how are you doing? I'm doing well today. Thank you. Are you looking forward to ice fishing this year? Oh yeah, it's uh it's kind of a change of the seasons. Uh, I, I'm kind of get into deer hunting uh, with bow and arrow, and then after that, uh, I look forward to uh, a Christmas break. Is kind of uh, my uh, signal to get ready to do some ice fishing here in Iowa. Um, that's kind of a, a good good point where the ice is about two three inches thick uh, usually. Um, and uh, so yeah, it, it's Christmas break time. I get a few more days off, so I can uh, look forward to doing that. When did you really uh, start liking this type of fishing? Can you remember? Well, yeah, I uh, I was I just was thinking about that, and um, I think it's about been about thirty years ago. I kind of took up the sport, um, kind of just as a whim. Uh, I started very uh, very down and dirty, uh, sort of speak, with a with a bucket and a hand uh, reel uh, ice fishing pole and. Uh, kind of the grueling out in the grueling weather so yes um now i know it's cold i mean if you got a wind and you're sitting on ice there's nothing else but cold there so the key is what do you do to keep from being cold did you fish out in the open a lot and and now have you changed that um that lasted for about one season and then i got an ice tent <laughs> and and Obviously, with age, you you find other things that maybe be needed uh, along with an ice tent. So I do uh, have a heater usually inside my tent, um, and always hope for sunshine because 
uh, when you start getting sitting in the tent with the ice uh, on the ice with uh, heater and then with the sun shining, you can literally take off uh, your jacket and uh, kind of be just in a long sleeve t-shirt and enjoy the enjoy the fishing. Well, Bob, I won't uh, insult people to say that you know how do you drill a hole and how do you get yourself positioned to fish. I assume most people will be able to figure that out, but what get right down to the fishing what kind of fish do you like to catch uh i i usually uh t have a tendency to go towards more of the pan fish uh bluegills uh crappies uh if i can uh find an area where there may be some perch on the river things like that so but yeah mostly mostly the pan fish uh and, and with that it's mostly ponds small ponds uh, and then along with the, the panfish, you're going to get into maybe some catfish or some bass. Uh, you'll, you'll catch those uh, on occasion. Do you uh, go out and determine where there's some underwater structure before time and, and uh, put an X on the side of the boat so you can find it again? <laughs> well, um, at times, I, I look for markers on the shoreline uh, if I if I know where uh, there is some structure in that uh, particular body of water. Uh, I'm going to be fishing a new pond this year, uh, so I don't know if there's any uh, structure in the center of the pond or not. So it's going to be a, a challenge the first year or two to figure out where the fish might be. Uh, I do fish from the bank right now to uh, kind of see where the areas where they kind of like to hang out. Um, so I'll be starting to do that. Um, I do have a fish locator that I do use, uh, a Vexilar, they call it. Um, that's probably uh, the biggest asset that I found uh, over the years. I purchased one of those many years ago uh, when they first came out, and that probably improved my fishing 100%. So you just, uh, I assume, drill a different hole in the ice and lower it down in to be able to keep track of where the fish are around where you're fishing. Correct. Uh, yes, it kind of it kind of tells you uh, you can see where your bait is at uh, in location to the bottom, and then it will actually uh, signal you uh, when fish get close to your bait uh, by color coding it. Mm. It's well, pretty fascinating. I bet. I bet it gives you something to watch. It's better. It's not as good as watching a football game on TV, but it's something to watch. It, it is. It uh, it makes the the time pass, and um, I'm not really an all day fisherman uh, on the ice, uh, so I, I try to uh, enjoy it for uh, maybe two to four hours, uh, and that's a and that's a good day for me to just uh, be out by myself and have some me time. So, are you careful? I mean, what would you advise people before I get into how you fish? What would you advise people when they? are getting ready to go ice fishing to make sure that they are safe because I would think there is some risk there. Uh, th there is risk uh, and and a lot of people get real nervous especially on clear ice uh, where there's no snow on the ice. It, it really looks uh, deceiving. Uh, you can actually on the clear ice you can kind of see how deep the ice uh, is. Uh, my, my rule of thumb is I really don't like to go out on ice that's under two inches. Um, and that does sound thin, but uh, two inches is pretty solid. Uh, first ice, is when it's that, uh, gets that cold and, and freezes, it's pretty hard. Um, a lot of times if there is snow on the ice, uh, when I first go out, especially early, uh, I'll take a, uh, what they call a spud, maybe a, a, a big steel rod, maybe inch, inch and a half around, and I will uh, 
pick at the ice as I start to move out on the ice to make sure it's solid. Uh, either that or I'll take my ice auger and uh, drill some holes uh, periodically and just kind of check to make sure that the ice is um, is a good thickness uh, for my comfort zone. And then also, uh, usually the first time I go out on a, on a new body, uh, I'll wear a life jacket just to, just to make sure. You know, that is funny you say that because I know your employer, and he told me that you are on thin ice most of the time. <laughs> well, he forgets what I do for him all the time. <laughs> uh, well, Bob, I really appreciate you telling us these things, but as we're getting closer to ice fishing season here uh, and people are getting pretty itchy to do it, what kind of tackle do you use panfish-wise? What rigs do you use that work the best for you? So I use like a spinning. Uh, anymore, I go to the spinning type, uh, very short uh, ice fishing pole, uh, and you can go to any of your local tackle shops, especially when it's getting close to the ice fishing season, and they can point you in the right direction. Uh, I use anywhere from two to four pound test, so very light uh, line tackle. Uh, and then I'll just use very small little jigs, uh, anywhere from like a, oh, um, a little nip uh, type, uh, uh, it's like a little jig, hair jig, or sometimes I'll use a glow-in-the-dark uh, spoon jig. Um, and they even call, I know there's some that's a little bigger with a flasher on it, uh, flashing bait. Uh, it's called a uh, Swedish pimple. It has a little different configuration to it. But uh, And then if I know I'm in a really good spot for crappies, it'll be a plain, plain hook with a minnow. And uh, I usually have pretty good success with that. Um, yeah. Have you tried this new braided line that's much more, that's much thinner, but yet strong? I, I have not used it in ice fishing yet. Uh, I do have it on my uh, uh, seasonal, uh, summer seasonal fishing uh, gear. Uh, I, I really like it. It's, it's, it's very durable, obviously. Uh, probably the only thing that uh, becomes an issue for me is the tying. It's because it is so thin. So uh, with age, you, you have an issue with seeing the line, how it's being tied. So, But other than that, no, I think it's an excellent uh, thing that's come out. Um, and it's amazing how much uh, progress they've made in the fishing industry and all the different types of gear that's come out. Oh, yeah. There's uh, there's so many things that uh, Murray Tackle and Bait has that's uh, – yeah. Unbelievable. In fact, I was going to ask you, do you always hold one line or do you uh, set up several and put them on a clicker so that you can keep track of them? Yeah, I don't I don't use too much on the tip up uh, uh, end of it, uh, just because that's more for I'll just say for bass, uh, your northern, uh, they might use a bigger bait, more of a live bait, uh, a chub or a, a shiner minnows, things like that. Uh, I, I usually use just the spinning, uh, sit in a tent. Uh, sometimes I'll veer outside the tent if I'm looking for uh, a different spot, uh, depending on where I'm at. But uh, a lot of times with my Vexilar, I'll just uh, I'll set it on the ice, the, the fishing uh, rod on the ice, and, um, and I'll just watch my Vexilar. And when I see fish getting close to my bait, then I start looking at my rod, and uh, it kind of lets me know that uh, I'm getting a bite on my, on my fishing rod. Bob, if you could have one item 
to use to be out there and and be either confident or successful in ice fishing, what would it be? Uh, I would definitely, uh, one of your first purchases would be like a fish locator, like a Vexilar uh, is a brand name. Um, it, it, it did, when, when I first uh, started fishing, you're just kind of guessing where the fish might be in relationship to the bottom. Uh, you weren't sure where they were at. Um, you didn't know where the bottom was at, so you had to use a sinker to find the bottom. Um, so yeah, I think the Vexilar would be your your biggest asset in ice fishing uh, in today's world. Now I know you said you like to be out there on your own and you do pond fishing, which might be such that you can be alone. But if you get into a river situation or into a a lake um, that in some cases uh, they actually set up streets out on the lake yeah. to be at their fish houses, what's the etiquette? I mean, uh, nobody hopefully is armed, uh, but uh, what is your etiquette of being able to be proper and fitting in with other people? You know, I, I think that the biggest thing is to to give each give each fisherman their space. You know, uh, ice fishing is a little different than I'll just say when you're in a boat. Uh, you get on the Mississippi uh, in the spring, it gets a little hairy with all the people trying to find that certain spot where the the fish are hanging out on the bottom. Uh, so people are trying to move into that one spot. So it does get a little, um, you have to be a little more cautious uh, with the people that are around you. Ice fishing, you're fishing in a six-inch hole, uh, so that line is straight down. Um, there's not a lot of uh, movement as far as the fish have to come to you before you go to the fish. So, so the ice fishing, uh, you know, you can set up 10 feet away, 20 feet away, and uh, sometimes you start a conversation with your neighbor. Even though you don't see them, you can hear them in the tent, and, and you can have a good conversation back and forth on who's catching what. Uh, well, it sounds like you are uh, talking and uh, smiling at the same time, and uh, I would think that that means you're ready to ice fish whenever the season presents itself. Absolutely. Bob, thank you very much for talking to me. Bob Burris, and uh, uh, good luck and good fishing. Yes, thanks, Kent. You have a good day. Hello everyone, this is Ken Root. I'm here at uh, Murray Bait and Tackle under the big walleye on the south end of Guttenberg. Beautiful place here. And I'm with Dan Sawyer, who works on Mondays. Now that's what Bob said, and we try to make a personality of everybody, you know, like Benny. You know, Benny, he's already got a fan club, and Dan is doing pretty good at that now. So uh, tell me how you and Bob actually got together, Dan. Well, it's been over probably 20 years or longer um back when he was a the ranger at hannon park down in blairstown he was uh taking care of the park down there and there's a nice beautiful lake down there and so my my brother-in-law and i would go down there fishing and my brother-in-law knew bob and then that's how i got to know bob and then there's little cabins down there so we some friends of us we went down and rented a cabin stayed overnight and fished and stuff and over the years we just kept track of each other um i had his phone number you know and he always had the little bait sales you know tent sales and stuff as he was starting to grow his business what happened was one day i was about ready to retire i've been retired two years and i've been here two years and uh i called him and just to check out just to get the fishing port from bob you know to see what was going on with fishing and he was talking a little bit, and he said, I, I took over the tackle shop up in 
Murray's. And I said, yeah, I heard about that. And, and he just kind of was, he hawing around. I go, well, what are you doing? You, you, are you asking me if I'm looking for a job? And he says, well, yeah, if you want a job, I mean, you just come up, come up and talk to me. So I said, well, give me six months or so. I'm just in the process of changing my restaurant. And it was during COVID when we were going through all that. I so I went up and talked to him and we, we went out for lunch together. And then I started working back about September, October of 2020, I think it was. He's always been a great guy. I just love him. He's been a good, good boss. So he kind of lets me go and do what I want to do. And I really enjoy the, the whole bait shop atmosphere with the people that come in, the guys and the relationships I've developed over the last two years with guys. And I've been actually fishing with a few of the people that come in and they've taken me out. And we've gone out fishing the, this last month or so. I've gone out with a couple guys, crappie fishing, or one day on a Wednesday. And another Wednesday, I went with a gentleman from Wellington, and he had a Garmin live scope. And he showed me how that worked. And we had a lot of fun that day. It was a beautiful, one of the last beautiful days before the weather really changed. So, so you're here on Mondays. Yeah, so if you really want people to uh, come see you, that's the day to crack this place. Yeah, if I become a celebrity, then yeah, they need to see me on Mondays. Do you sign autographs during part of the day or all day? Oh God, no, but I do water flowers tell Bob, so he'll know what I'm talking about there. <laughs> <laughs> I get the rest of the water and flowers, yeah. too. And uh, whether that'll be here in the future, some people are asking about that. Oh, yeah, but we'll like see. we're going to be something like that. Well, yeah. Tell me about the shop here. How did you learn all these lures and all these things in the shop? I mean, this to me is as close to going into a hardware store, not knowing what you want, and finding somebody that does know what you need and helping you. Yeah, you know, I think that this store has more than any big box store has for tackle. And the variety of stuff that's in here is all geared for the river or the lakes around the area. You know, it's it's just, I have no reason to go anyplace else to buy anything because I can find everything I want here. You know, he's got it well stocked. And if anybody that hasn't been in here to check it out needs to get in and check it out and see what's in here. How did you learn all this stuff? Oh, I'm a fisherman. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of a sponge. So when people come in, we've got some locals that come in. I ask them questions. I ask them, I don't ask them where they're fishing, but I ask, well, what are you using for a technique? You know, what are you doing to catch this crappie or this walleye and stuff? So I'm, I'm always pulling that information out, and uh, that's where I get some stuff that way. Are you saying fishermen will share everything except where they caught it? Yeah, usually. No, your walleye fishermen are, pre- fishermen are pretty tight-lipped about where they're catching their fish, but, you know, you can still, you know, when they come up with a bunch of one-eyes at the table and, and buy a you know, I had one today that caught, he bought 33 one-eyes. You know, he's probably catching fish on one-eyes, you know. You know that's a, that, that is a real possibility, but 33, why would you buy that many? Because the river has a way of sucking them up. I think you guys have talked about it in the past. Uh, they they got two treble hooks on them, and they can catch stuff, and you, you can lose them. So. Well, let's walk around the store here just a little bit. And look at various things. Now, obviously, the lures, you know, we talk about those all the time. But along with them, you've got this Bubba electric knife. I kind of look at that. I'm kind of a knife fan. That looks pretty darn handy if you ever catch anything for making quick work of it with a fillet knife. Yeah, actually, Ken, I have that knife myself. I bought it, and I really love it, you know. And I've got the one is a lithium battery, and one is just a plug-in electrical. I've got the lithium. It comes with two batteries, four blades. 
Um, does a beautiful job for down from panfish up to large fish because it's got the big knives too. So that's a really nice, really popular knife. And that's one of probably our best sellers. You could carve turkey at Thanksgiving you with that. probably could. I don't know whether my family would appreciate that or not, you know. I want to wash your hands before you do it. My kids and my wife know what I do with that knife, so I don't think they'd <laughs> like it too well. Now, this knife, however, with a lithium battery is $149.99. So that's uh, pretty steep. But come on back here. Let's wade through the rods. Okay, we're going through rods. We're going through dip nets. We're going through surgical instruments. Not really. This pair of scissors right here. Yes. Those are basically the same as people use for medicine, but they really work good to get a hook out, I yeah. would think. Yeah, it's a surgical clamp is what it is, basically. And uh, we've got different sizes of those. The long ones will get into a, down into a fish a little bit better. The smaller ones are for pan fish. And they work really well. So. You can't hardly beat that. All right, yeah. so you hang those back up and follow me. And let's go on back here to the back. I found something earlier that I thought is a bit frivolous when I first saw it. It's a pole that's about five feet long with a spiral on the end of it. But wait, it'll expand. Now you're out about, what, nine, ten feet? Well, I think that it probably goes 15 feet. 15 feet long. Okay, the spiral on the end is for what? Okay, you, you would put that on your line. You'd wrap it so your line goes down through the middle of it. Yeah. And then you would just follow your line down to, to the lure. And a lot of times when you get a crankbait it's stuck in the wood or something, or mm -hmm. if you just bump it, it'll, push and, it the other way. And it'll come out. So this is for retrieving lures. Okay. Also you'll, hook, you'll also hook the uh, treble hooks on these wires. Yeah. You know, on the spiral, the hook on that, so then you can pull it. It makes total sense if you got room in the boat for this. Now, you can get so much stuff in the boat, it could sink. Yeah, that's just it. That's why you got to be organized in your boat. And this thing costs? It's forty nine ninety nine, but you only have to retrieve about probably a half a dozen lures to pay for it. <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Okay, we're walking on back, and I thought maybe you had minnow smelling candles that you lit in here oh, but no but in? no there's uh there's real minnows back here multiple tanks of real minnows yeah yeah we've got three different sizes one for crappies we, there's a smaller minnow and then we've got the medium size which are some people like to use them for crappies too or they can use them for walleyes and we got mags which are the larger minnow which kind of where the the walleye fishermen like to use they'll they'll dress up a a uh, bucktail jig, or I've even heard some guys are even putting some of them on one eyes just to get that fish to, to act to get him to bite a little better, you know. Yeah. Dan, final thing, we are getting real close to ice fishing. In fact, ice is forming. So, what do you have for ice fishing? Poles and other things that people should be aware of. Oh my, we've got tons of ice fishing equipment, and it's just starting to get out and show up. And the store is going to be expanding, so Bob's moving stuff. And we've got to have a whole ice fishing section. We've got tents, we've got poles, we've got jigs, we've got pop-ups, we've got, you know, we've got everything. We've got uh, tip-downs. Uh, there's just tons of, a lot of new stuff that's coming out over the last couple of years for ice fishing that, uh, you know, people are starting to use, especially like a tip-down. You can fish three lines if you have an extra line for your license. You buy an extra line and you can fish two poles or two tip-downs in one pole. And then there's also another way, and Bob probably can explain that a little bit better than me, but you can fish like 
pop-ups too with flag devices. You can fish so many of those too. So you can have a lot of stuff on the water working and uh, catch fish with it. Well, Dan Sawyer, it's a pleasure to talk to you. You are a sponge. You're an encyclopedia. Is where you're putting all that information, if people even know what that is anymore. But I appreciate you being here and talking to us. And on Mondays, people can find you here from 6A to 5P. Yeah, well, thanks, Ken, for coming in and talking. And uh, we're glad that we're enjoying the podcast. I listen to it every week, so I'll have to get my signature pen ready and see yeah, if we need that, to do that. Right. Yeah. And we'll get pictures. Now, Benny's pictures are moving pretty fast, so yeah, yeah. you may have to get kind of an action shot of you. Maybe somebody in a boat will help you out. Yeah, that could be, you know, there's a lot of good guys in the area, and they all like to fish, so we have a lot of fun talking and about fishing and doing all that, so uh, it's a good it's a good environment. It's a good, it's a good way to retire. Dan Sawyer at Murray Bait and Tackle here on the south end of Maine under the big walleye in Guttenberg. Well, let's finish up today with a fishing report. Uh, Bob Urban with Murray Bait and Tackle on the south end on Highway 52 near Guttenberg. What's it look like? It's a lot warmer than it was a week ago. It is. We're happy to see customers back in the store. It's been uh, kind of a grueling week. Last week, temperatures were rough. Wind was rough. Uh, water temperatures went down. So the bite is not that hot. I thought it would be. The guys are the guys are getting out there just because of the nice weather, um, but I think those fish are still kind of like, what's going on as far as the temperature? Um, one really cool report that we had uh, from the float, and I'm not verifying this size by any means. I wasn't there, but 32 and a half inch walleye caught yesterday, and that's that's an old girl uh, released. I believe they're getting a mount, is what I heard, or a replica mount made. Uh, of that fish that's a that's a once in a lifetime fish here for the mississippi river what what do they call them hundred year floods i'd call it a hundred year fish for me that's a nice one so tell me about ice fishing season we want people to be careful don't get out too quickly but if it turns cold it looks like to me it wouldn't be long before it would be safe so i was gonna leave that report out there was a few guys that that made it out on the ice on bussy lake not safe by any means, but these guys are local guys, know where they can get on, know where they can get off. Inch and three quarters uh, is what they were saying. Three guys that I know got out, one did pretty good, but nothing where we need people to come up ice fishing. We get phone calls every day, how much ice. Telling you there's uh, probably an inch and a half today. It's not After today's 50s, it's not going to be very safe to even be out there. Not that it was to start with, but Guys get out. They want to do that. Uh, we're gearing up for ice season. We're going to be we're going to be definitely a week away if we get some uh, cooler temperatures. We'll see what that two inches roughly does and whether it stays. Let me ask you one off the wall question here. A guy is a fisherman, and his wife wants to get him something good, or enough things that he appreciates it, and so he is an ice fisherman, and she's got a hundred dollars, and she comes in here. What would you say that she should think about getting it. We've got a lot of cool different stuff here at the store. If she knows what he fishes for or what he's after uh, fishing-wise, we can hook him up with some stuff. There are some cool kits out there, some tungsten ice jig kits that you can make up. And then there's some tip-ups, different stuff, tip-downs that I would recommend. 
uh, gift certificate by far is going to be uh, something you could split that up but definitely ice jigs we could pick out the right colors what, what would we get a lot of the times what would you fish with what would you fish with that's an example um, and a pretty good example of what we can get you or some guys in the store here can get you hooked up for $100, $50. You can get a pretty good start on something that you'd be interested in or or something to get a good start on a tackle box. For a gift certificate, does Benny have to sign it to make sure it's valid? He has his own stamp, correct. All right, thanks, Bob, and good fishing, and have an enjoyable Thanksgiving. Yeah, everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.